Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 127, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So good afternoon, everyone. We're glad you're here, and I hope your Tuesday is great. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, what have you been up to today? Oh, Dave, I've had a lot of math homework lately. So, you know, I guess I've just been working on that. I see. Okay, so what kind of math do you cows do at school? Oh, calculus, Dave. Well, do you mean calculus? Oh, no, Dave. Calculus. It's how you calculate the speed of a cow at any given moment. Oh, I see. That does sound tricky. Oh, it is, Dave. But enough about math. What are we up to today? Well, Marvin, yesterday we heard how Elisha delivered the Syrian soldiers right to Samaria and Jehoram, the king of Israel. Oh, yeah. Wait a second now. Who's he again? Okay, so we had Ahab, and he was just the worst king of Israel ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him and his wife Jezebel, right? That's right. Now then came his son Ahaziah, but if you remember, he was the one who sent messengers to other countries to ask their gods if he would get better when he got really sick. Oh yeah, I do remember, but then he died, right? He did. So at that point, his brother Jehoram takes over. Now, he wasn't as bad as Ahab, but still not so good, still worshipping false gods. But, well, he's the king at the moment. Now, like we said yesterday, the Syrians did stop attacking Israel for a while after Jehoram sent those soldiers home and didn't kill them, but I'm afraid that didn't last a super long time. And today we'll hear about the next time that they decided to attack Israel. Okay, okay, so who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Georgia. Hi, Georgia! Today's passage is from 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 24, to chapter 7, verse 2. Sometime later... Ben-Hadad gathered his entire army together. Ben-Hadad was the king of Aram. His army marched up and surrounded Samaria. Then they attacked it. There wasn't enough food anywhere in the city. It was surrounded for so long that people had to weigh out two pounds of silver for a donkey's head. They had to weigh out two ounces of silver for half a pint of seed pods. One day the king of Israel was walking on top of the city wall. A woman cried out to him, You are my king and master. Please help me. The king replied, If the Lord doesn't help you, where can I get help for you? From the threshing floor? From the wine press? He continued, What's wrong? She answered, A woman said to me, Give up your son. Then we can eat him today. Tomorrow we'll eat my son. So we cooked my son, then we ate him. The next day I said to her, Give up your son. Then we can eat him. But she had hidden him. When the king heard the woman's words, he tore his royal robes. As he walked along the wall, the people looked up at him. They saw that under his robes he was wearing the rough clothing people wear when they're sad. He said, I'll cut the head of Shaphat's son Elisha off his shoulders today. If I don't, may God punish me greatly. Elisha was sitting in his house. The elders were sitting there with him. The king went to see Elisha. He sent a messenger on ahead of him. Before the messenger arrived, Elisha spoke to the elders. He said, That murderer is sending someone here to cut my head. Can't you see that? When the messenger comes, close the door. Hold it shut against him. Can't you hear his master's footsteps right behind him? Elisha was still talking to the elders when the messenger came down to him. The king also arrived. 
he said, "The Lord has sent this horrible trouble on us. Why should I wait any longer for Him to help us?" Elisha replied, "Listen to a message from the Lord." He says, "About this time tomorrow, flour won't cost very much. Even twelve pounds of the finest flour will cost less than half an ounce of silver. You will also be able to buy twenty pounds of barley for the same price." That's all you will have to pay for those things at the gate of Samaria. The king was leaning on an officer's arm. The officer spoke to the man of God. The officer said, "Suppose the Lord opens the sky and pours down food on us. Even if he does, could what you are saying really happen? You will see it with your own eyes," answered Elisha. "But you won't eat any of it." Thanks, Georgia. So yes, Marvin Ben Hadad, the king of Syria, besieges Samaria. Oh, yeah, Dave, I wasn't totally sure what that meant. Oh, well, it has been a while, but yep, sounds like here comes the professor. It's Professor Westminster. 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 It's summer, springtime, it's Professor Westminster. There's someone you can always call. It's Professor Westminster. Hi, everybody! <laughs> Hello, Professor. Yes, it feels like we haven't seen you as much lately. Oh, well, Dave, you know, the life of a professor, it's a busy one. Okay, well, Marvin just wanted to know what besieging a city means. Oh, I see, yes. Well, when you besiege a city, you completely surround it, yeah? Nobody can get in and nobody can get out. And, well, then you wait. And for a while, not much happens because the people have enough stuff inside the city walls. And they are fine. But soon, soon they start to run out of the food. And eventually, if nobody comes to rescue them, well, they have to give up and surrender to the enemy. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Thanks, Professor. So yes, Marvin, that's why things were so terrible in Samaria. The tiny amount of food that was left got super expensive... And we heard that terrible story of the woman who had eaten her own child. Oh yeah, Dave, that was awful. Yeah, it doesn't really get a whole lot worse than that. So, Dave, why was the king mad at Elisha? It's not like he had done anything. Well, we kind of just need to remember the family that Jehoram is from. His dad Ahab and his mum Jezebel, and then his brother Ahaziah, and, and now him. Well, none of them followed God, and as they rejected him, it brought a whole bunch of trouble on Israel. But none of them kind of joined up the dots the right way. It should have made them turn to God, but instead of repenting and turning back to him and getting rid of those false gods they were worshipping, well, they all kind of thought, hmm, our trouble is coming from this prophet and his God. We hate this guy. If we get rid of him, well, then we can get rid of the trouble. But of course, we know that that's not how it works. Even if they had killed God's prophet, you certainly can't kill or get rid of God. Oh yeah, no way. So anyway, well, God tells Elisha that the siege is going to end the next day. There will be food again. And though nobody who hears that could imagine how that could ever be true, well, tomorrow we'll hear what happens next. Okay, a cliffhanger. Yeah, I like it. Boys and girls, Ahab and Jezebel and then their sons, they had forgotten all the history of their ancestors, all that God had done for Israel and who he had called them to be. God had revealed himself again and again over hundreds and thousands of years. He had shown the people who he was again and again and again and again. But, well, they had either forgotten that or they just ignored all of it. Today, for you and me, well, we have even more of God's big story to go on than they did. It's one thing to listen to these stories every morning or every evening and think, oh, yes, that's lovely. But will we remember all of that when things go wrong? 
If terrible things happen, will we still remember and say, yep, this terrible thing has happened, but I still know that God is good. I know that he loves me. I know that he is the one true God who is in complete control and that he will never leave me. Even though I might feel like everything has gone wrong, even in tragedy, even when people we love are hurt or even die, I refuse to forget what I know God has shown me is true. See, that's why we read these stories, not just for fun, but because they teach us and they prove to us many times over what was true and is true and always will be true about God, no matter what happens to us or what happens in this world of ours. Today, thank God for revealing himself and ask him to help us to always remember, even in the worst of times, the amazing truth of who our God is and the hope he has given us of our eternal future with him. Hmm, it kind of reminds me of that song we sing at Bible Club. You know, the God is good all the time. <laughs> yes, Marvin, I love that song. What happens to us will not always be good. But still, always, our God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Amen, Marvin. Okay, and I think that's all we have time for today, so we had better say goodbye. And we'll be back tomorrow with your old friend, Benjamin. Okay, great. Well, yeah, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.